and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. I am Illegal86, and I am joined as always by my two very good friends, Nerd Bomber and Tactic. I almost called you the Tactic. Are you? Would you, you say you're the Tactic? The only. I haven't tactic. ascended to the Tactic yet. I'm just Tactic at this point. But as I continue to elevate my greatness, I don't see why I couldn't get to the point of the Tactic, similar to the Rock kind of status Ooh, yeah you've always given me kind of the rock vibes yeah in general yeah so yeah we're here wrapping up the month of march as we said before in like a lion uh, it's supposed to be out like a lamb i don't know i'm not it really very really lambish about wild it. the weather yeah it's just like um, in like a lion that's it yeah it's just in and then it doesn't go anywhere i am a fun thing a fun fact about me i'm going on a trip in the next couple of weeks to a tropical location Aruba? no further details jamaica uh, Ooh, i want to take you i actually want to take my wife which is who i'm taking sorry but i don't want to i don't want to take you guys but we are going so yeah in a couple weeks from now i will be absent an absentee host there's going to be another heavy necking episode i assume but i don't, don't want to i don't want to presume but i think that's what's going to happen as the weather continues to not get better i kind of just like rub my hands together with with glee and realize that it might like literally be you know, cold, freezing rain or snowing when we get on a plane to go to somewhere tropical. And it's going to be all the sweeter if that happens. Not for you guys, but for me, it's going to be great. So you're going to be sending us photos of the beach and we're just going to be freezing with our big Columbia jackets and mittens. This resort that I'm going to, and I think this is this is typical of all resorts. So I'm not giving away what resort it is. They have a system that they, I'm sure, have perfected over years of service where you when you go to the beach they give you a little flag. I don't know how you actually get the flag, but they give you a flag. And if you need anything, like a drink or a food or something, you put your flag in the sand and they come over. How about that? It's, it's a great world we're living in. I'm, I'm very excited about that. This is our honeymoon. My, my, my wife and I, we got married. I don't know if anyone remembers. Last year, we took a hiatus and it's been a while since then. Honeymoons immediately after the wedding. Some people can do it like you guys. Other people can't like us. So we're doing it now. And, uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, we have a big episode today, though. No honeymooning today on the episode. I don't even know what that means, but it's not going to happen. Uh, we have to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because, you know, I don't know if we have to, but we, we are because it, it, seems like, it seems like a cool thing that's going on with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We'll talk about that. We're talking about Blockbuster. That's right. You heard me right. Not the Netflix show. Not the Netflix show. The actual company. Something that I'm, I'm very excited about. I picked that topic specifically. And then we're going to be talking about Microsoft and a promotion that they had that was very popular that is coming to an end. I'm going to check in with how upset you guys are about it. Although I don't know why you would be upset because you've been off that trial for a while, I would imagine. But before we get into all of that, it's that time again. It's, it's time for me to, to proffer advice into the ears of our listeners. Haven't gotten any feedback on Twitter, I don't think, about how this segment float people's boats. But, I, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. Until someone tells me to stop, whether that's you guys or them. Is this them. like the bodily fluid segment of the podcast? It's not. Okay, that was... Have I talked about bodily fluid at any point? Sweat? Sweat is a bodily fluid. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, but it was less about sweat and it was more about antiperspirant. And we're really, that was the first one. We're going to keep dwelling. There's been like two since. <laughs> All right. So this week, some different advice. I mean, I mean I, this is definitely, again, I think a lot of these are going to be advice pieces that you've heard before this one you've definitely heard before but i just did this last night and i, I don't want to know morning. what you and your wife do in the comfort of your own home come on man it's not it's, it's not it's not it's not i mean i think she was doing it too but i don't really remember to be honest with you <laughs> so uh woke up this morning feeling rejuvenated refreshed had a good work day i think because of my boundless energy because last night Instead of getting on, getting in the bed and getting on my phone and getting that blue light blasted at my face, I read a book. Good for you. I didn't, I didn't like read a whole book, but like that's the advice. Well, then I retract my good for you. If you didn't finish the book, yeah. what did you even do? I'm just kidding. Right. What's I'm the point? But I want to extend this advice into something even more tangible, more practical. Maybe the thing you haven't heard before that you need to hear. So the layout of our bedroom, again, without getting personal, we have a ceiling fan with a light on it. Okay, so if we want to read, got to turn that light on until recently. Did you get the clapper? Didn't get the clapper. No, that would be (laughs) hilarious, though. Bedside table lamps. All right. That is the advice today. 
we have these two we got these two little lamps my wife got them from amazon i think they were like 30 dollars in total for these two little lamps they're touch lamps so you touch them to turn them on they have three levels they have a plug they have a usb in them so like you could plug your phone it's amazing and it makes me want to read more because i have this nice soft gentle bedside table light that just it glows enough to to bask over the pages alternatively there's the the person on the other side of the bed the bed clip-on lights those are oh no i have the coolest solution so there's this like necklace thing oh you look like a dork and it, oh you have the necklace my mom has the necklace. i have the necklace thing and you can it's got two lights so it's basically like a almost like a horseshoe that goes around your neck and it's bendy and it's got two lights and they each light has its own intensity level so you can have like one light you can have two lights you can have them pointed out different directions it looks like a to, good yeah. bookworm you look like a great bookworm when you're wearing it it's a, a fashion statement let me deal you a crushing blow my mom has one do you know what she uses it for Reading the remote control. <laughs> no, knitting. Good so, for her. Congratulations on your grandmother's <laughs> I mom, wear it, love you. I wear it with pride. I'm very glad that me and Mrs. Illegal share good technological preference, I guess. I don't know. Book lights are complicated. And I'm 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 glad that we're talking about this because I have a book light that it, it's one of the ones where you clip it to the back of the book and it like has like the mini gooseneck thing. I also had the full gooseneck, which I think is what you're talking about. You got your Tactic. half gooseneck. You got your full gooseneck. Yeah, uh, the one you clip to the actual bed frame, and that thing is. I had that in college. That's intense, man. It gets hot. It's like a metal. It like I burn myself on it a couple of times. So it's really spitting light out in a very intense. Well, I mean, are you using LED light bulbs? Are you eco-friendly here? Or are you using incandescent? Uh, in college, I wasn't. Or would it I be- I wasn't th- any of those things. Fluorescent, no. Fluorescent is office lighting. Incandescent's what I thought. <laughs> a fluorescent <laughs> book light would be hilarious. No, the the full gooseneck I had had an incandescent. The mini one I have right now that I clipped to the back of a book is LED, but that thing kind of sucks because it doesn't throw enough light there's certain pieces of the page and if you like if depending on how you're laying it can get it can obscure the light it's like just the bedside table lamp that's the advice today it's not even the blue light thing forget about that you can use blue light before you go to bed if you want just get a bedside table lamp it's going to change your See, life i still All think right? the clapper the clapper should come back i actually i that's another because like we used to have the alexa smart bulbs in our ceiling fan bedroom in our old apartment we had that and we could say alexa turn the lights off it yeah, was but amazing. she gets you all riled up sometimes right before bed you're like start yelling at her because she's not listening actually right now our i don't want to say her name because it'll activate every device in our house but there's a space theme just fyi i guess this is another piece of advice she is currently hosting a space theme so after you say like hey set my alarm for such and such time she'll be like t minus five hours to lift off and it's really cool that's you said you're setting five hour timers in your house i mean i get (laughs) like five hours of sleep a night it's fine fair enough we you know used to have the alexa smart bulbs, but then our new ceiling fan it just has like little led i don't even know it's not bulbs so you can't use the smart bulbs anymore so we have to like use the switch like normal people and that's it's actually been driving us nuts so it'd be nice to have the clapper i think the clapper should come back people don't you know you're not going to clap like you you, switch you might say alexa in conversation sometimes but you're never going to just start clapping maybe i do it's not if i did that my lights would be blinking on and off. You just gave everyone the Yeah, clap. lights are lights are everywhere. Yeah, anyways, bedside tables. Bed, not bedside tables. Bedside tables are <laughs> good too, but bedside table lamps. And if you don't have bedside tables, get like floor lamps. I'm sure you can figure something out. But lighting sources next to the bed, not overhead lights. I think it's a critical factor in reading more. And that's a good way to self-improve. Read instead of using your phone at night. I'm probably going to do it again tonight. But yeah, let's move on to actual actual topics and news. Let's, let's start things off with... Uh, what was it? My, me, Microsoft? Microsoft? Uh, Microsoft. Never heard of them. But they have this thing, which I believe you guys are quite familiar with. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Are you guys Ultimate users? Yes, sir. So you know you know what this is all about. They used to have a $1 one-month trial. Keyword used to, because they've had it ever since they introduced Game Pass. And f- finally, after I don't know how many years it's been, that is being phased out. So now when you sign on, blammo. for the standard monthly subscription now it's worth noting that while other streaming services have kind of increased their prices so there's been a lot more fluctuation they've stayed fairly constant so that's kind of nice but i I guess i want to i want to let's talk portfolios okay tactic get your get your portfolio in ready because 
what does this i, I want to understand from a high level business perspective what this does to hurt them because i have to imagine this hurts them i mean in some way i mean it's 13.99 times every single new subscription that they get and if you scale that amongst their rate of increasing subscriptions you'll get an average dollar amount right what i right but the the rate has to be going way down i would think what i think is interesting here and so they must have reached a subscription plateau at some point like when a company or a streaming service whether it's tv or gaming has a low introductory trial price so like a dollar for the first three months or what have you they're banking on being gripping enough to keep you around after that trial that or they hope you just forget and then you're just on the hook even if you're never using the service oh you think don't think they need to rely on that anymore i feel like maybe they've reached a critical mass where maybe they've seen new subscribers kind of taper off so they think that now like they've kind of peaked they don't need that introductory price because they pretty much have everybody that they want because for me it's a little weird Especially when you think about, you know, the timing with the whole pending Activision acquisition, which I know has been going through some legal loopholes because, you know, Sony doesn't want Microsoft to acquire them and they've kind of been like duking it out over Call of Duty. But you would think that especially in light of, you know, all of the accusations that PlayStation has kind of levied at Microsoft not being like a a team player sort of thing in the industry. It's weird to me that they would choose now as the time to take away that introductory price, especially if, you know, if they do end up going through with the Activision acquisition, like you might have a whole new market. So either they're anticipating that, you know, they already have all the people that they'll have and they don't need it anymore, or they think that this is going to, if the deal goes through, give them like a glutton of new subscribers and they don't want to miss out on a bunch of money because they know people will just subscribe anyway. But the thing you're fighting against is is perception. But like... Oh, yeah. What's And I, I think it's tied closely to console sales too, which may have also tapered off because like most people who are going to subscribe to this for the first time are probably people who just got an Xbox, right? If I just got an Xbox, I might not immediately trust this service. I might not, I might not immediately think... I, would, I might immediately think it's too good to be true or it sounds too good to be true. If it's a dollar, maybe I try it and I realize, hey, this is this is really great. And then I stay on, you know, that, 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 that is the model they're going for. That was, was the model they were going for until they got rid of the $1 trial rate. But I, I, are they deciding that the perception is such, okay, everyone knows this is great. So they're going to pay. They don't need to sell anyone on it anymore. Like they don't need to sell the general gaming community on it anymore is maybe the angle that I think they're coming at this from, because yeah, in that case, if they think that the the general gaming public agrees this is good and people seem to like it, then they'd much rather make $15 in that first month than $1. But I guess, yeah, you mentioned like having a bunch of new subscribers come in because of some Activision deal or something. How do they assess that? Like, how how do they look at that crew and say, okay, these folks are, most of them are going to pay the 15 or most of them are just going to want to pay one. I think a lot of them aren't going to want it at all. So I just, I wonder how they get a handle on that. It also makes me wonder if, you know, they have plans. And I, I think they said in like the holiday season of last year, so 2022, that, you know, they weren't planning any immediate price increases. But, you know, it's taking away this trial feels like the first step towards a monthly subscription increase. And I do worry because I know PlayStation has their own little service now, and I call it little, but like, I guess it's comparable, but they have their own like Game Pass-esque thing happening now. But I feel like it's not as popular. I might be wrong. People might yell at me for that as Game Pass. And so like, are they going to do like the Netflix thing now where maybe this is the first step, but then they're going to like every six months, we'll see a dollar a month increase. So what I think it is, is you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head, but by, by them tapering off of like new subscribers, it kind of makes sense that they would get rid of it because do you know what getting rid of it allows them to do? What? Limited time offer, $1 month oh. to sign up now. And then every time they do that, they get a boom of new subscribers and then they take it away and then they do it again. Boom, new subscribers. And so they can they can keep kind of squeezing that stone dry. Actually, that's a really good point because so right now, Apple TV Plus, I have yet to pay for a month of that service and especially what they keep doing. So they have a, a different kind of model where to get you in the door, you get like a free three months. You don't pay anything. And Super effective, by the way. They got me hook, line, and sinker on that one. Well, what I do is... So I think when I got my cell phone, my iPhone, I think it came with like a year of free Apple TV Plus. That was great. 
The year went by. Oh, so now you're just like, just keep buying new iPhones. No, <laughs> the year the went by and I canceled because I we had basically exhausted the entire library. Then when the PS5 came out, it was like, here's free. It was either three or six months of Apple TV Plus with your new PS5. So I was like, sweet, redeemed that. The trial ran out. I canceled again. Then Target was like, here's an extra three months. Have fun because you use the Target app. So I was like, oh, sweet. So we did that. And now Xbox is offering three free months if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member. So I redeemed that. I have yet to pay for a month of Apple TV Plus. So I don't know if their scheme is working, but they definitely like with all these random free offers that keep me coming back. It's working on me. Meanwhile, I'm propping them up by paying for it. Like I got the initial, I don't think it was a year when I got my new phone. I could be wrong. But whenever that time lapsed, I was like, I'm keeping this because I love it. And I've been paying ever since. So it's the, I don't know. I don't want to call it the gym subscription model, gym membership model, because it's kind of the opposite of that, right? It's like, I guess they count on people getting it and never using it, but they also want people to keep it because... Well, the gym kind of strong arms you. Like the gym, you have to like go in in person to cancel or you have to like write a letter to corporate headquarters to cancel your gym membership. They can strong arm you because it's a gym. Ah, see what yeah. you did there. But I'm right. I mean, streaming services can do that too. But I just think that they they more they want to get you in the door, and then you'll realize that you like it, and then you'll you'll keep paying for it, which is what I'm doing. But what I will say as a PlayStation user, and you know, again, granted, having no vested interest in either one of these things, I've heard a heck of a lot more about Xbox Game Pass than I have about whatever the PlayStation. We don't even know what the PlayStation One is called. I assume it's like PlayStation Premium Plus or something. Yeah, it's, it's PlayStation Plus, and then they have like different tiers, which makes it a little confusing to me, honestly. And I know someone's going to come at me and be like, you can just Google it. It's not that hard. But like everything at the same name at different tiers, that's a lot of brain power that I have to use. Yeah, it does seem like a bit of a marketing failure. Again, not that I'm I'm not going to do that. So like I'm not their target customer potentially, but I own a PS5. I should probably know what it is. And I don't. So we'll see what the one dollar the removal of the one dollar trial does but i do agree tactic i think you you might have you might be on something there of like whenever the activision deal closes or whenever they get a new potential influx of subscribers they're just gonna say hey look limited time offer one dollar and then when the one dollar offer is over they're like now it's 20 bucks idiots yeah i'm, I'm basically bucks. the director of marketing at over at microsoft it's pronounced uh, microsoft anyways we'll see what happens with this but for now if you were thinking about signing up for that sweet juicy one dollar month those days are over sorry so, dude. sorry to be the bearer of bad news also completely unrelated side note you know how they have those little stand-up libraries that are like birdhouses and people put books in there and it's like a book exchange thing yeah. i live i live near one of those we should do that with video games I feel like I that's a that's a big investment though. Instead of a, like a like a little like mini library, make it like a like a little like a like a computer tower looking themed thing. Well, let's talk about that in the context of our next topic, which is Blockbuster. That's right. Blockbuster. Oh wow. You guys remember yeah, Blockbuster? What a segue. You... <laughs> you might remember Blockbuster. I don't know. I do. Can I just say I love Blockbuster. That was the best. I like we were talking about flip phones last week in the context of Blackberry and how great flip phones were. I think Blockbuster, same kind of thing. It's like, is it better than Netflix and like streaming? No. Do I miss it? No. Yes. Well, absolutely, I no, do. There was something nice about not knowing what you wanted to watch, but not having the analysis paralysis of having literally every movie ever made at your fingertips. Like you walked yes. through and you looked at shelves and you're like, oh, I wanted to see that when it was in the theater. I didn't get a chance to. I'm going to grab that. But you don't have like infinite options going to the place so, and like i went into family video i think is still around by the way they're a competing chain or they were at one point i went to a family video like as recently as like five or six years ago and you know it's the same principle it's the same premise you go there you rent a movie and it's like remember that old cartoon fairly odd parents where they go to escalator land and they're like when are we gonna get to the ride and it's like this is the ride going to blockbuster is the movie going like it's an experience going there and like you said, walking the shelves, being like, oh, I remember this. I, I wanted to see it. And then you get it. Wow, you guys make it and there's sound no, amazing. It was never amazing. Been. You never went to a Blockbuster no. or a family video or anything? Well, not a family video, not a Blockbuster. We had the like the like real sketchy like mom and pop video rental store. I mean, that's the, the same one with like thing. The, 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 the like the door with like a crack in it in the back and you walk past as a little kid and you're like, ooh, dirty movies. You guys know those ones? Family video... I want to say to Family Video, I think it might be a front for drugs. I don't know how they're still going on. If Blockbuster went under, I don't know how they can still be alive. But I enjoyed being there. 
but I don't know if I want to like, not a sponsor. I don't want to endorse them. I also don't want to endorse the mom and pops necessarily, although how many of those could there possibly be at this point? But I guess to your point, though, it was a magical experience. It was, yeah, uh, for all of us. Apparently their website, the blockbuster.com, blockbuster.com, they have a message that says, we are working on rewinding your movie. So cryptic comeback announcement or like wink, wink, nudge, nudge sort of deal. And you know, the, the article we have here from Polygon kind of goes on to say that they should be putting all their weight behind video game rentals, uh, which I have done. I did that at, I believe I did that at Family Video once or twice. Generally positive experience, but I, I don't want to put as much weight behind that idea. I just want Blockbuster to come back because I think... What business model do can you be think they would great. have? Because like, not to poop on this idea at all, but if you think about the general state of things, if you want to get even like brand new Blu-rays, at least... My locality has a library that rents out for free, if you have a library card, Blu-rays and DVDs. And you can see movies that are relatively new. Basically, as soon as they hit Blu-ray, the library buys them and you can go and you can grab them from free. You can put them on yourself on the wait list if you want to. And I mean, in terms of even like video game rentals, Gamefly is still a thing. And I did use Gamefly for yeah. a while and it was fine. I mean, I've since, you know, completely put all my marbles in the Game Pass basket not a sponsor. I know we talked about it a lot, but I've since put my marbles there just because it's more convenient. But I mean, your rental system still kind of exists. So like what kind of business model do you think Blockbuster should have here? Like, is it going to be first, more first experiential all, or like what do you think they should do if they came back? You are putting marbles in baskets. That's what I, I am. Hearing. How else are you going to store your okay. marbles? Uh, like a bag, you know, like those cloth bags with the drawstring. That's what I was. Yeah, but then they jostle around in there. You need something like firm to hold your marbles. Uh, we'll let the we'll let the listeners decide on that one. Business model, though. When you said experiential, I mean that's that's pretty much where I was going. I don't have the full parameters of what that would be, but I think there is a very large. I I, I think if Blockbuster came back. What they would want to put their weight behind is the idea that if anyone's coming to Blockbuster, they're doing it for only a handful of reasons. One, obviously, is nostalgia. You got to get old, discontinued candy, find it somewhere, put it on the shelves. We're talking baby bottle pops. We're talking those uh, sour Altoids that are discontinued. All of the employees need to wear the like swishy joggers. You know what I'm talking about? The like, like cyan yellow and pink ones. CRT TVs that are playing movies from like the 90s. All right. The other group of people that are going to come there, besides people who are just nostalgia hunting, are cinephiles. People who people who love movies and who are looking for a deep cut. I think they need to understand where they sit in in the dichotomy of like the streaming world and you know maybe don't go so hard in like getting a hundred copies of a new release. And instead, be like, here's this film noir that, like, is in the AFI Top 100. Have a screening of it. People, you know, offer it to rent. Like, I, I think I had a recent experience where I went to the Alamo Draft House, which is a chain of theaters. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not. But I was lucky enough to go to one. It's a place that, like, serves you food and they, they show movies. And most of them are, like, present day, you know, current releases. But they do so in an atmosphere that is so couched in, like, everyone here loves movies. They're not, like there's something commercial about it they don't show it's like when you go to amc and they show the thing before the movie where they're like hey we're amc we're really good pay us more money come to more movies at amc alamo draft house is not like that alamo draft house is like you're here because you love movies we also love movies here's the movie that's the energy the blockbuster needs to have and uh yeah old discontinued candy and crt tvs you know you get the idea I don't know if I want to use the word retro because that I feel like takes us back even further. But I think there is a world in which they could. It has to be a whole vibe. They have to commit fully. Yeah. They have to really go hard in the paint on this on this whole thing. But I mean, it's worth noting this. We are rewinding your movie message has been up since November of last year. And I guess now we're just talking about it. I don't know. It might mean nothing. It might be a weird practical joke. It seems like the kind of thing Blockbuster might do. But I don't see a business case exciting. that that really supports them propping themselves in any way, shape, or form. I, I was even while you were chatting, I was looking up what kind of publicly traded anything, and in all of it's owned by like a liquidation company. I literally think it's a practical joke. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. What is literally coming up in the next couple of days? Anyone? But it's been Anyone? up since November. Anyone? 
It's their it's the long con. Why is this all of a sudden news? It's the long con. This is an April Fools calling it now. You're a long con. Just calling it now. Put 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 your Gross. money on the table, folks. We're taking bets. I bet against it being an April Fool's joke. I'll bet you twenty five cents. I see your twenty fives and I raise you fifty. Seventy five cents, that's three gumballs sold. All right, check back here <laughs> next week to see if this is an April Fool's joke. At which point uh, one of us will chew three gumballs on the air. I don't know why I would promise that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this, but uh, I think it could be cool. I think there's a there's a place in which it may actually exist, but for now, unknown. Let us know what you think. Do you want Blockbuster to come back? Do you think it would work? At Online Warriors one is our main show account on Twitter. There's also at OW Elite Eighty Six. That's me. And again, give me some feedback on this whole advice column. Is it working for you? Is it not? I'll get rid of it. I'll I'll, I'll get rid of it. I'm serious. I'll get, I'll let it go. At OW Tactic is our main man over there. Tactic and at ow nerd bomber is our main woman woman i i'm i'm not main anything but those those two they're they're it we're gonna take a short break now before we come back to talk about the teenage mutant ninja turtles but before we do that i would be remiss if i did not shout out our fantastic patreon producer mr stephen keller stephen i would be remiss truly deeply remiss i should probably look up what remiss means but I've been using it for so long now that I kind of just assume I know what it means. And I, that's what I would be if I did not mention your faithful stewardship to this podcast. Steven supports us at the night level on our Patreon, which is the highest of our three levels of support. And as a result, he gets this producer shout out. He gets input into the weekly game segment, which I'm hosting for once this week. He, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog. And he gets the occasional guest spot on the show. There's also a Squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. For any of the details on all of those levels of support, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Give a shout to Steven. Give a shout to us. Consider shouting at us. And also consider giving back to this show if you're listening for the first time or for the 1500th time. Actually, I don't think we have that many episodes, but you get the idea. If you've been here for a while, consider helping us be here for a longer while. Again, that's patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Thanks again to Steven. We'll be right back to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hi everyone, it's Nesgrax Gosbrush, the dragonborn wizard who got married to a ghost man. Do you like audiobooks? Do you like fantasy? Do you like closure? Then you'll love Fire-Breathing Kittens, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. There's mystery, action, comedy, and friendship. And in my case, heartbreaking romance with a ghost man. Every episode is a one-shot with a complete plot and satisfying conclusion. So join us on our D&D quests and search for Firebreathing Kittens podcast for fantasy, action, mystery, and friendship. All right, it's that time. It's that time in the episode. I feel like there's one of these weekly now where we're going to talk about a thing that I am not qualified to talk about i didn't yeah i'll I'll call on you in a second i just want like i didn't watch the cartoons i know that they like pizza but also everyone likes pizza pizza. how did you you get away with you you just waxed poetic about oh the simple times of blockbuster and you got away with not watching the turtles what's the matter with you? i was busy i was busy i was at blockbuster i couldn't i couldn't make time for both teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin they're making this into a video game and this is apparently a 2020 graphic novel. The Last Ronin is what this is based on, which is there's only one turtle left. Like the other turtles died. And Splinter. Can you, can you speak to this at all? Because I don't, again, I don't, it's, it's it, it, the picture they show with this is like, it's intense. So the foot it's soldiers a, ultimately yeah. prevailed and took out every single turtle except for one and took out Master Splinter. And so now in a vengeance rage he's going through and he has all of their weapons which badass and is avenging their their deaths and it's basically everything that you knew that this turtle was has been wiped he's a stone cold badass and the best part about the way that the whole thing was done is 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 really two things so this is based on a comic book and throughout the whole story arc they do not tell you which turtle it is It's constantly giving you head fakes and making you think it's one or think it's the other. And through it, there's various flashbacks 
that try to give you hints. And it's just a brooding, dark story that is really geared towards an adult gamer audience. And this is this is just really cool. And we on this show today are not going to tell you who it is because I think that is what made the series so good and so critically acclaimed is that you didn't know. And it wasn't until the very, very end. And if they managed to hold on to that to give people the what, that is going to be pivotal in this game. Now, Nerd Bomber, the, I'm seeing the term action RPG like God of War thrown yeah, around sold. multiple times. Even if I so, is that like, all you need to? Yeah, yeah. I didn't read the the comic book, the graphic novel for this at all. I do like. I'm a Turtles fan. I watched it as a kid. I'm not really in tune with the Turtles now so much, but you know, I think they're cool. But even just giving me another style game like God of War, like as soon as you say that. A, I mean, your expectations are going to be very high. Like, I now expect God of War. If you're going to liken your game to God of War, it better be that good. But I'm also just, I think it's a cool use of the IP. So I'm in. Are we ready for Gritty Turtles? Yes. Why not? I think we are. I think we've seen a lot of solo Gritty Adventures like this, and arguably even in similar universes. I mean, you know, kind of a different thing but like look what they did with logan it's almost vaguely apocalyptic it's like future everything's bleak and bad and he's just like old and kills a lot of folks the thing that gets me nervous about the execution of this is we don't know what studio is going to be running with it it seems like we've got hints that it'll be promising but ultimately have you guys seen anything i haven't seen anything that's no nothing definitive and that can really make or break this game personally i kind of hope it's a team similar to the studio that brought you like basically all of the Arkham games. I think that would be a fantastic fit, but who's to say? Would that be too close to, you know, your standard superhero style? Batman. Yeah, well, not even that, but I mean, I feel like Spider-Man also was very similar in, you know, gameplay mechanics to the Arkham games. There's an ancient saying. If it ain't broke, don't if fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Master Splinter said that. I'm stuck on the the premise in the sense of, I would think, and I haven't read the graphic novel, I won't give away who the turtle is, because I've been instructed not to. I would think he's going to die at the end. When I hear the premise, I think, this guy's going on a suicide mission. I mean, I've played, I think I must have played games that end like that, but I can't think of one. I don't know how fulfilling that would be. I so that's something disagree. That me. I think the most poetic ending... And again, this is what I think. I'm not saying it is what it is. But what I think is the most poetic ending is basically under the premise, and we've seen this in movies, right? Is he achieves vengeance and he realizes that he's no more fulfilled than he was had he not achieved it, that you ultimately can't bring back the ones you lost. Actually, I was like racking my brain while you guys were talking, trying to figure out like a game that I've played where like you die at the end and I mean, it's an older game. I don't really want to give it away because, you know, it's a big story beat. And so if you'll ever play this game, which I won't name, like, I feel like not that it ruins it, but like it is a moment that takes you by surprise and evokes emotion. But I think you can succeed in killing off the character that you've played as the entire game and make it very powerful and impactful to the player. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think as Tactic was alluding to, granted, in a different way, like movies have done both of those things, provide a vengeance is meaningless arc and also uh this character dies at the end arc and both of them yeah are perfectly capable of being satisfying it's just what the rest of the story entails i guess so yeah we'll we'll see what happens with this i think you're right that the the studio is of particular importance i don't know when this is supposed to come out i mean it's very this is very far field i would think yeah this is this is years out this is no nothing anytime soon yeah. So in the meantime, we'll have to speculate further. I mean, we may on a future episode of the podcast if we get more more footage or, you know, stuff like that down the line. That takes us to what are you up to Wednesday? Wednesday. Oh Damn yeah, it. you've adopted it. I love it. Yeah, I went first last week, so I know I'm not going to go first this week. I, you know, ladies first. Look, chivalry isn't dead. All right, it's on life support, but it's not dead. So what I have been up to, <laughs> I'm just. <kidding. laughs> Nerbomber, take it away. Don't let him stop you. Talk over him. All right. So one of the biggest things, and I tweeted about this a little bit, but I bought a Steam Deck. And this is something I got because I had a gift card and I used part of the gift card on the Steam Deck and the other part I've used on other things. 
But the scene deck is awesome, guys. So first of all, one of the biggest things that I struggle with is, you know, I feel like I always dominate the TV. Tectic loves to play handheld games, which is great. But like when he was playing Sonic Frontiers, for example, I had gotten that for him for I think it was Christmas. And I got it for the PlayStation 5 because I had heard that it didn't run well on Switch. So, you know, we like I had to quickly finish up my game so that I could free up the TV for him. And I was like, you know what would be great? Like, not that I don't like the Switch, but, you know, there's only so many games. A lot of the games I prefer to play on the Switch are co-op, so I like to play it with Tectic. And, you know, after I finished Pokemon, I was just kind of like, I don't know what to play next. So one of the things that I struggle with is, you know, continuing games that I'm playing on the TV on, like, the non-portable consoles, like your PlayStation 5, your Xbox, and taking that somewhere portable. And so when I had COVID, if you guys remember, I talked about, you know, playing... Xbox Cloud Gaming on my Chromebook so that I could play Disney Dream Life Valley. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I implemented cloud gaming on a handheld device like the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck was on sale for the Steam Spring Sale. I feel like this is a very roundabout way of saying I bought it and it is awesome. So I got the 64 gig model because, you know, I w- I'm not... I'm not trying to be like a Steam Deck power user or anything like that. I recognize that, you know, I'm probably going to end up streaming a lot of my games, but I do... Like, if I want to download games to the Steam Deck, it has a micro SD slot. Like, I immediately put in a micro SD card and bam, ton of room on there. Bam. And the games that I had downloaded onto the SD card, I put like Aragami and Loop Hero on it so far. Like, they run perfectly fine. Like, it's not noticeably slow to read off the SD card. Like, it works fine for me. So, the 64 gig entry point, like, at I think it was like $350 plus tax, crazy. It's really well built like it's a heckin little computer guys like you can switch to desktop mode you can install windows on the thing it natively runs linux i didn't bother installing windows but like you can go on the internet you can use it like a real little computer it has the technical capability to work like a computer and you know it's great it feels great in your hand it's just the screen is bigger than i expected the sound is great the battery life so i'm sure playing the game off you know, the actual hardware itself will probably cut down on the battery life a little bit, but I was, you know, streaming. So, so far I've tried Xbox cloud gaming and the battery life, like I got in a good three hour session the one night, like we had a hockey game on TV. So Tactic and I were both sitting on the couch, kind of like multitasking while we watched hockey. And I think I got in a full three hours of gaming and my battery was only at 50%. And that was like full brightness, full sound, all that kind of jazz. And the cloud gaming experience is actually pretty solid too. Like there are a few times, like I tried playing Halo and multiplayer and there are a few times when like you get some pixelization and it'd be a little bit laggy, but for the most part, like I didn't have a problem with input lag at all. Like I never felt like I was behind the eight ball. I think the only thing that really was a little frustrating was, you know, getting used to playing on a Steam Deck versus a controller just because, you know, it feels different in your hand. And the triggers are slightly different tactily, so, like, it just feels different, but nothing that you can't get used to. And honestly, like, it's just a really nifty little device, guys. So it's pretty clunky. Would you get any of the, like, battery pack expansions to clip on the back to extend battery life, but at the cost of even clunkier? You know, I don't think it's that clunky, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's a big device, but it feels really good in hand. And, like, it is big, but... It's really not that much bigger than the Switch. I don't know if I'd be strapping a battery pack to the back of it. What about the rubber case or any of that stuff? I did get a glass screen protector just because I slap that on any device that I own. They do have cases out there that are like very thin silicone cases. I'm not planning on taking my Steam Deck anywhere. Like I'm planning on using it in my house for like couch use or bed use. So I don't think I really need a case. There are some big bulky cases out there, though, like you can strap a battery pack to the back. That might be useful if you're like on the go or if you're like on a long flight or something like that. But you can also just have like a power bank and plug in via USB-C. So I don't know if I would want something that would add bulk, especially because on the back of the Steam Deck, there's four additional like bumper buttons. And so I don't know if I would want something that would get in the way of that or, you know, the the air ventilation because there's fans on the back as well so i don't think i would personally do that but you know those options exist if you wanted to 
I've held one once for five minutes, and I think I played actually played a little bit of Halo on it, and I was immensely impressed. So I fully expect that it's everything it's cracked up to be, and I'm glad it sounds like it is. It's a really neat device, and like I like I know when it first came out, I was just like, eh, you know, I don't have a big enough Steam library where I feel like this would be worthwhile. But since it was essentially free because it was gift card money. Like, I didn't buy the gift cards for myself, so it was gift card money. Like, I think it was a pretty good purchase, and I think I'm going to get a lot of use out of it, especially, you know, as summertime rolls around. Like, I can envision myself sitting in a nice Adirondack chair under a tree, like, as the sun's going down, when normally you would go inside because, like, you can't read a book because it's slightly too dark. I might be playing Steam Deck outside. Who knows? Give it a couple Steam sales, like Steam summer sales and stuff, and you're going to have a pretty big game library, I think. I'm really excited because even like on, you know, Xbox Cloud Gaming with Game Pass, again, not a sponsor. I feel like we've talked about them a lot, but there are like deck builder based games. That was also why I bought like Loop Hero. But, you know, there's like Slay the Spire and Monster Train and like those casual card slash board game esque things I feel like are perfect for a Steam deck as well. Right on. Glad it's going. Uh, glad it's going well. It's it's a cool little device. Definitely recommend. Anything else? Anything else to update us on? That's pretty much been the big highlight. I know we've been like watching some stuff, but I feel like I'll let Tactic run with those. Well, without further ado, Mister Tactic. Hi, that's me. Take us away. So the main thing that I want to talk about, and I've just been absolutely blown away. So you guys all know that I played Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons, and I beat that game and I was like, wow, that was a great game. But then the there was a there was a gosh darn post credit scene and it was like, great job, you beat the game, but I'm going to come back more powerful in Oracle of Ages. So I was like, what? There's a to be continued. So now I got to play Oracle of Ages. So then the crazy part about it, and again, I am just astonished. This is Game Boy Color time period. And I'm just astonished by what they were able to do given the technology. So when you beat the game, you get it like a code to input into Oracle of Ages. And and so when I started Oracle of Ages, I put in the code and it was like, okay, this tells you that this tells us that you beat Oracle of Seasons. And like at first I was like, okay, that's pretty straightforward. It's just an unlock code to to get certain dialogue. No, it goes so much further beyond that. The code was unique to my story in a couple different touch points. One, it lets the characters know that, yes, I beat that game. And so all of their dialogue is based on that story beat. Two, it knows what my character name was. So it saved the, the input name that I put in. Three, and this is the coolest part. So in Oracle of Seasons, you run, a, you come across a little infant and they're like, hey, this is my infant. Can you name it? And it looked like a little Italian kid. So I named him Gucciano, but you can only fit so many characters in there. So I called him Gooch. And when I started the next game, you know who I ran into? Gooch, all grown up. He was a young lad. Way to go, Gooch. And so like, not only to take my, my pregame like that oh you beat it but it also saved those names and like yeah there's like only so many like characters that you can pick but that is just so cool to me at the time like it just it blew me away that they like figured out how to do that given the technology so absolutely astonished by that and like it is just it's just a great kind of side scroller zelda game fantastic 10 out of 10 recommend been having a lot of fun with that so the other thing is we started watching a show, Dead to Me, and it's about a, a a recent widow whose husband died, and she meets a friend. And almost instantly, I called the whole plot of the story. It's it's very you you know exactly what's coming, so it's like it's not like a plot twisty type show, but it's kind of entertaining. I'd give it like a like a passive watch, six out of ten is is what I would say of it so far. Maybe it gets better, but. That's the main thing we've been focusing on watching lately. It's a lot of dark humor. Yeah, which you know I thrive with dark humor. That's a that's a heck of a review. Maybe it, maybe it gets better. Uh, let us know if it does get better. Uh, video games, guys. Returnal. I started. I'm late to this party on this one. Okay, but I started Returnal. It's so good. It's like it's like Dead Space good. I'm really 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 into it. It's hard. It's difficult. 
roguelites are punishing. We, we know that. We've talked about roguelites and roguelikes and whatever you want to call them on this show before. There is... So I, I know when we talked about this game uh, in some context, like a year or more ago on the podcast, we talked about how you can't save between eight at like you have to like do a whole run before you can save anything that's not entirely true so i want to like try and set the record straight on that you can suspend a cycle put your ps5 in rest mode or i think even turn it off um although i haven't turned it off yet but i think you can it's what i told tactic at least over over our discord is i think one of the reasons i like it a lot is it's very metroidy in certain ways there are different biomes there are unlockable weapons there's there's kind of step retracing that can happen and as you perform further cycles there are things you can do earlier on as you establish new permanent equipment because you do establish permanent equipment and abilities it seems as you as you move through the story the story i don't know a whole lot about yet it's it's hooking me in a little bit but i feel like i don't know enough yet to comment on how good or or not good it is but the gameplay is awesome i'm very very into it Uh, third person shooters may be my happy place that may be what i'm what i'm learning because i believe yeah Dead Space, Last of Us, and this are all third-person shooters. I think I believe Last of Us has. I haven't played it in a while, but all great, and I'm having a really good time. Also, the adaptive trigger stuff is awesome. I, I think this may be my first real showcase game for adaptive trigger stuff, and it's it's so cool. So really enjoying that. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to provide an update on is to just say that I saw John Wick Chapter 4, and if you know anything about John Wick, you kind of know what you're going to get going in, and uh, you get that. And it was it was a little bit long, but man, it is really, really watchable. And I think they're going to make like six more of those. So get ready for more of them, I guess. Wasn't this supposed to be like the end of them or no? I thought at one point, like one was supposed to be like the final John Wick. I believe this may be the last one that Chad Stahelski is is directing. But and I also like I don't want to get into what happens at the end of the movie because there are there are questions about where it's going to go. And I don't want to like give any spoilers out. Turns out the anything, dog was buried in Pet Cemetery. It's back. As we have discussed on this show, when it comes to movies, many times uh, Hollywood's going to do whatever the money is, wherever the, they're going to go, wherever the money is. So there will be more of these because if you haven't looked, this movie, in addition to like I think Creed three and Scream six, are just beating the snot out of comic book movies at the box office right now. So I think. Uh, we are maybe seeing the beginning of the end of the comic book stuff. I kind of hope we are, if I'm being totally honest. Not that I have a, anything against like the comic book movies, but I've very publicly been for those that whole era of cinema ending. And I, it, boy, sure seems like that's happening. But I guess it's that's, that's to be determined. Anyways, something unbelievable has happened. I have a quiz to, to proffer this week. Really love this topic too, by the way. Uh, so thank you to the Patreon producers for providing this. Plutonium. I don't know. I don't know how this came about. Uh, I don't know how the topics get selected, but uh, this one was very numerical, so it's very easy to make questions for, and it's also pretty interesting. So, typical situation: Price is Right rules. You guys are mono a mono. You guys are both three and three, according to my records. You're both three and three. I'm three and five. Yeah, this and, is a uh, big Steven, week. know. It's a huge week. So, uh, hopefully, you know some stuff about plutonium. Nerd Bomber, you will go first beca- because I have you at the top of my list. So I assume you were in first as of last week. I don't know why that would... I, yeah, I'm, you're going to go first. That's the point. So let's start basic. What is the atomic number of plutonium? Oh, boy. Picture that periodic table. Probably spent hours in, in high school staring at one while you were bored. Yeah, I don't... I feel like I blocked it out. I'm going to say 91. It's more than that. So fun fact, plutonium is a man-made element. It is not naturally occurring. and it is 103. Well, Tactic, you seemed very confident. It's 94. Ha-ha! So, Nerbomber takes the point. You guys are both very close, which I'm kind of impressed by. See, just because you speak with confidence doesn't mean you always know the answer. <laughs> I mean, part of what I said was right. I, th- I thought it was in the, in the three digits for sure. Now, now, Tactic, you are correct, and you're, you were kind of hinting at my next question. It is not naturally occurring. It is synthetically produced. When was it first synthetically produced? I'm looking for a year. This was 1923. That's a really good guess. I'm going to say 1823 to give myself some buffer because I think maybe it was a little bit earlier. Buffer did you no good. It was This was a wartime invention. This was 1940 that this happened. So I wasn't sure if it was going to be like board. 1902 or something like that. I wasn't sure like 
which war it was invented during, but bummer. So it's tied up one to one. And that takes us into our next question, uh, which transitions nicely from the previous one. So one of the bombs dropped over Nagasaki, Fat Man in particular, they were Fat Man and Little Boy, for those that aren't up on their war history, had a plutonium core. What was the mass of the filling in the bomb, the plutonium, in kilograms? 25,000 kilograms. This had the collective destruction capability of, I believe, 21,000 pounds of TNT or something like that. I don't remember the exact number. Did you get Nerd Bomber's answer? Yeah, 25,000 pounds, I believe is what you said. Kilograms. Kilograms, right. Two kilograms. Tactic, you had the correct idea. Now, while the bomb itself was considerably heavy, I don't know if I don't have that number in front of me. The actual plutonium mass in the bomb was 6.4 kilograms. That's it? A little bit goes a long way. Yeah. So splitting atoms. This is what's how it's working. Yeah, but I'm just thinking about the destruction. Deception. Fissile materials. I I learned a lot about plutonium as I was as I was walking through this. Now we're going to move a a little bit away from plutonium and and move a little bit towards its namesake. Obviously, it was named after Pluto, the planet, or as I should say, the now planetoid. How far from the sun in kilometers? We're going we're going uh, SI units today. How far from the sun in kilometers is it on average? Because it fluctuates throughout a, you know, lunar cycle or whatever. Not lunar cycle. You get the idea. I feel like I do better at like nerd culture topics. I'm not going to be able to do math. This is a this is an obscenely big number. This is two billion kilometers. One. Oof, you should have gone. You should have gone two billion and one. Five point nine billion kilometers. So uh, tech, you both shorted it. Tactic considerably less so than Nerd Bomber did. But uh, that that earns Tectic the win, I believe, if my calculations are correct. So we're going to go ahead and do the last one for fun. Because again, it's a little bit esoteric as the topic goes. There's a movie about the creation of the first atomic bomb coming out this year. It's called Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan, you guys have seen the trailers. What was the budget for that movie? 156 million. 156 million and one. Uh, you both busted, actually. A hundred million is what, uh, which I Darn was that surprised to read that number as as you guys may have been. A modest budget. Uh, so, Tactic, you need to take it home. You move to four and three, and the top of the rankings, Nerd Bomber to three and four, and I'm three and five. So I'm hey, still alive, still in this, still very very early yet. We're not even into the fourth month of the year yet. So next week we will see if I can tie Nerd Bomber in total average or total overall record that'll be an exciting moment for me and hopefully an exciting moment for all of you but in the meantime this brings us to the end of this week's episode of the online warriors podcast another banger of an episode if i do say so myself go over to apple Podcasts, leave us a review hit us up on twitter at the handles we already mentioned and consider stopping in at our patreon that's patreon.com slash online warriors podcast and uh stay tuned for more content I don't know, more episodes. They're coming. We're not going anywhere. And hopefully the weather will get better. But in the meantime, have a great week. Stay safe and keep on podcasting.